Jason Wilney joining us here on Kyle Bruston Norman, 94.5 ESPN and 1430 ESPN Beaver Dam. I'm Ben Brust alongside Kyle Wallace, Brad Norman, Chris Larson running the show. Jason, I really enjoyed hearing from Jeff Halfley. My biggest takeaway was his confidence and his passion, and it wasn't kneecap biting. It was very direct, um, and it gave me confidence. What was your takeaway from hearing Jeff Halfley? Yeah, I can I can see why you feel that way, Ben. I, you know, I I thought he I thought he won the press conference, uh, as we like to say. Um, at the same time, like he's been a head coach for four years. He's done how many press conferences while he was at uh, Boston College? So you would expect him to be good in that situation, and he was. But I thought he – I was really impressed. I, I texted somebody in the organization during the press conference, and I just said, man, he makes a really good first impression because – and I think you hit the nail on the head. I, I thought he was insightful. I thought he came off as passionate and confident. But it wasn't the, ah, we're going to bite their kneecaps, <laughs> yep. right? And, and I thought he came off uh, very astute and smart, and, and I think that that's important, too. Now, look, I, I'm, I, I'll be honest. You know, I, now, Joe Barry did his via Zoom, if I remember correctly, because we were still uh, dealing with COVID at the time. But I was, I was underwhelmed by him. And maybe I went in with a less than stellar uh, expectation because I felt like, you know, his defenses hadn't been very good in Detroit and in Washington. And I thought they should have figured out a way to convince Jimmy Leonard to take the job, and they didn't. So uh, he was clearly a second choice. Uh, but, you know, Joe Barry, incredibly nice man. Like, I really like him as a human. Um, and, frankly, he probably got a bad rap because statistically his defenses – weren't complete dog, you know what. And so there was kind of this thought that, you know, he just stunk. And I wouldn't go so far as to say that his defenses were like that, but I thought it was very telling that Matt LaFleur before Halfley and then Halfley when he talked, both talked about this importance of vision to the ball, going 100 miles an hour for the ball carrier. And I just felt like that – you know, Matt LaFleur also said that it's so important for defense to be more about an attitude than necessarily a scheme. And, and I do think that the Packers' approach with that system, that Vic Fangio, Joe Barry, keep everything in front of you, don't give up any big plays, make the offense go 12, 14 plays to score a touchdown, you know, that, 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 doesn't, that doesn't inspire passion and excitement and, and aggressiveness when you play what is basically a passive style. And so I really do think that this is a stylistic change more than anything. Uh, they, they're going to play a ton of nickel because everybody in the league plays nickel. Uh, so it's not really about 4-3 versus 3-4. So maybe they'll play 30% of their base defense in a 4-3. But the bottom line is there's going to be a new attitude but also, and this is really important, and I know I'm rambling much longer than any of my questions were today, by the way. Uh, I, I thought it was really interesting that there was this kind of excitement in the fan base. Oh, he's going to play press man coverage. We're going to get up in guys' faces all the time. We're going to challenge guys at the line of scrimmage. 
And that's not what they're going to do. Like, both LaFleur and Halfley talked about, and I actually asked Halfley about it because of what LaFleur had said. If you're going to say you're going to have more vision to the football, <laughs> that means more, as the punter knows, more zone coverage, not more man coverage. And so while they're going to play some man, it's clear that he wants to play a different type of zone where he wants guys to be able to rally to the ball more effectively. But they want vision to the football, and that does not equate to the old-school man-to-man press man with Charles Woodson and Al Harris just mauling guys at the line of scrimmage. Jason, my biggest concern going to the press conference, or the thing that I wanted answered the most, was how does the Packers' current personnel fit the scheme? And as I heard Jeff Halfley, and as I heard you said, as you answered Ben's question, that it's not just scheme, it's style, it's mentality, it's mindset. So how does, how does the Packers' personnel fit everything you heard today? Yeah, that's a great question. And, and I think if, if you guys had the chance to, uh, uh, to go back and listen to the whole thing, uh, I thought it was really interesting that Matt LaFleur said the only thing he really went into the process wanting to make sure of, he was very open-minded, 4-3, three, 3-4, three, different schemes, different systems, different approaches was that he wanted to make sure that whoever he hired that it, it their system their system would work with a lot of the existing personnel uh the the players that they had quote in house mm-hmm. and you know I brought this up to LaFleur in my question like when they switched from a 4-3 a to a 3-4 with Dom Capers back in 09 like they had to overhaul their personnel because they were going to play a lot of base 3-4, because that was a different era. They might as well have been playing with Don Hudson. But the, the fact of the matter is is that they went out and got B, and I said this to Halfley in my question to him, they went out and got B.J. Raji. They went out and got Clay Matthews. Like, they had to overhaul that. Aaron Cantlin was left in the dust. He was a 4-3 a defensive end, and he was a man without a country when they switched systems. And they don't feel like they have to do a lot from a personnel standpoint, that would make it different than what they have currently. And that was a priority for Lafleur, and clearly they feel. Now, again, uh, to Ben's point about you know how he sounded in the press conference and all that good stuff, uh, yeah, he's undefeated right now. Like, uh, get, get back to me when you've endured all the criticism that every defensive coordinator before you, dating back to Fritz Shermer, so always uh, actions over words, Jason. You know that, right? And 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 you know and you know too. Like, and I wrote this in the State Journal this morning. I basically stole it from Tausch. Um, I just changed the wording. He said <laughs> that being the Packers' defensive coordinator was the worst job at twelve sixty five Lombardi Avenue. Now, uh, I would argue cleaning the media area bathroom is probably the worst job because there's a bunch of slobs that I work with. But the it, the most thankless job is how I phrased it is being the defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers. Talk with Jason Wilde. Sorry. No, Ben, you go right ahead. No, I just was going to make sure that we have uh, our audience knowing that we have Jason Wilde here on Kyle Brustin-Dortman as he got to experience live in person new defensive coordinator Jeff Halfley. Jason, we I mean we listened to some of the clips and you just talked about the transition and they wanted to make sure that they had the personnel to fit the transition, but what position do you think is going to be the biggest one we see change from going into this season? Safety. They they I mean, first of all, they don't have anybody on a contract at safety. And secondly, it sounds like they want somebody who uh, and of course, 
you know, even halfway admitted I'm describing the perfect safety. Well, yeah. So if that's what your ideal is. Let's Kyle, Kyle's him. like, where's Superman going to come from? <laughs> is he going to come up and tackle uh, effectively and not miss a bunch of tackles, which is something that Darnell Savage did too much of? And is he going to, you know, get his hand on the ball and intercept passes, which, you know, I would argue Darnell Savage was much more adept at, and he was miscast in the Joe Barry defense. He had four picks his rookie year in uh, the system run by Mike Patton. So I would say safety is clearly, A, a, an important position for their system, and B, a position where you're going to see the most change because, frankly, they don't have anybody under contract that's ever played that many meaningful snaps for this team. So does that mean we'll see an investment in safety? I'm not talking about through draft capital, but actually opening up the pocketbook to get a top safety in here if that position is that important. Yeah, I mean, look, the, the, the problem, and I've always, you know, I'm a Ted Thompson devotee when it comes to free agency. Like, I love that he got Julius Peppers at a discounted rate uh, after being cut by the Bears. I love that he got uh, Charles Woodson at a discounted rate um, after, you know, nobody tried to sign him in free agency. And both those guys became Hall of Famers, one mostly because of what he did in Green Bay, the other mostly what he did in Carolina and Chicago first. But, uh, you know, Buda Baker is a guy who Touch loves, and he is a fantastic player who has kind of labored in semi-obscurity in Arizona. But, you know, he's had some injury issues, and when teams don't want to re-sign a really good player of their own, it does make you wonder why that might be. And so I, I am leery of free agency, but, yeah, I would think that if they're going to pay to sign someone uh, in free agency and pay, you know, meaningful dollars to them, I would be betting that it would be safety above all else. Yeah, and, and Jason, Brad uh, Nortman, our research extraordinaire on Kyle Brusted Nortman, he went through his own exercise, and I don't want to speak specifically for him, but essentially there's obviously money that's going to be set aside for your rookies that you draft and Jordan Love's extension and where you put that cap hit can maybe be moved back. You're going to have to maybe cut Devondre Campbell and uh, David Bakhtiari. And then when just with that, with no restructures, you're probably at about right at the cap. Is that fair? Yeah, you? you're basically breaking even. You're going to have to do something with Aaron Jones and Kenny Clark and who is the other one? Oh, uh, um, Jair. Jair, yeah, 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 to create any sort of cap room. So my takeaway was, you know, the Packers will do something in free agency, but I wouldn't be holding my breath for anything splashy. Is that fair? No, I, as much as it pains me to disagree with my favorite uh, former punter, um, well, said your they, favorite post on KBN. Almost hurt my heart here. I didn't say that. Did I, yeah, I didn't say that. Did I say that? No, I I'm just that. I, was I know I'm playing for last. <laughs> well, only one of you re- interrupt me repeatedly. I, I get that enough from Tauscher. My God, Benny. Um, look. Well, Homer's got to have everyone beat there. Um, yeah, that's probably fair. So, but, what, but the important point that Brad makes that he neglects is that I think he's probably going to turn out to be right because I don't think there will be anybody worth really busting out the checkbook and overpaying for. But they do with all those things you mentioned. I mean, Bakhtiari, cutting Bakhtiari alone creates $21 million in cap space. That's a lot of cap space. Like we all think of the dead money he's going to carry $19 million of dead cap money 
on the cap, but he's also supposed to be have a $40 million cap number almost. So you're saving a bunch there. They, they can, if they want, create sufficient cap space. And one of the things Goody told us back on whatever that was, February 1st or whenever he talked to us, that they have the wherewithal that if they want to go after someone and they want to push money into the future, he said that that's part of doing business in the NFL now. They used to hate doing it, but they know they have to. And if Buda Baker or whoever it might be is worth it, they do have the ability to do it. But to Brad's point, so I'm only half disagreeing with him, they can do it. I'm not sure they will, but they are not strapped in a way that they cannot, without really mortgaging the future, go out and get somebody that is not true they have the wherewithal to do it but they will have to do some restructures so don't don't necessarily buy the idea because there, there are a lot of chicken littles when it comes to salary cap space like everybody everyone always is there's a there's a, this kind of portion of the fan base that likes to always look at the doomsday scenario and the f- fact of the matter is the cap's going up a ton more than they projected for this year and it's going to keep going up as all more of that money from uh, the TV contracts, but also the gambling component come in. So I, I don't think anybody is playing scared right now about pushing money into the future. Jason, one more question. Speaking about personnel and whatnot, do you think Goody changes anything at all in his evaluation process of draft picks or free agents, knowing what Halfley wants to do? Or do you think Goody's just got his dudes, he's got his evaluation process, he's ever was coaching, coaching? Yeah, it doesn't. I don't think it sounds like uh, this system is going to require a, a reset in terms of how they scout defensive players. Look, as I'm sure... Uh, the Carolina Panthers and Jacksonville Jaguars looked at from every position, whether it be punter, kicker, long snapper, J.J. Jansen, ridiculously athletic. Uh, they wanted athletic guys, and that's, that's Goody's thing. He, he loves the relative athletic score. Like, I, I'll be honest, there are times when I wonder, and I don't know this and I'm not in his meetings, there are times when I wonder if he cares more about your RAS score than he cares about your film. Um, I don't think that's the case, but man, he loves, he loves those high RAS scores. That is his, that is his like tiebreaker at least. And sometimes it's what gets him really interested in guys. So no, I, I don't think he's changing his approach one iota. Until the silo approach changes, I don't think he's changed anything that he has to do. That's Jason Wildey. We appreciate all the insight, Jason. Next week, uh, no, no cutting you off. I promise. That's all right, Benny. But I do appreciate you guys. I, I know uh, this was not my scheduled time, but I thought it was important to hear Halfley talk before I could and, and process it before I could speak semi-intelligently to you two, so, or you three. So I appreciate you guys. Yes, the, that is Jason Wilde, uh, and you can hear on Wilde and Tausch 9 to noon across these very stations. So Jason can come on whenever he wants. I can. Always welcome here. What I do want to do is I am going to tell you about Ford Health Lifestyles, but on Ben's same game parlay, I'm 0-2. And last week I went rogue, and I did three single bets for the Daytona 500. All three got caught up in the big one, except all two did. And Can one, you bet on number hat. of crashes? No, but my point is I want Brad, Kyle, and KBN Nation caller. I'm just going to randomly pick three single bets to make into a... Uh, a parlay. We're going to do a Ben's parlay on three random bets. 
And I'm going to get you to pick one side, Kyle to pick one side, and a KBN Nation member to pick one side because it's whatever I'm doing isn't working. So let's go with caller two. 800-990-3776. You will be a part of the Ben Same Game Parlay, which won't be the same game this week because the Bucks play tomorrow and those lines aren't out yet. So 800-990-3776. Brad, Kyle, and KBN Nation, you're going to help me get back on the winning streak. 800-990-ESPN, caller two, to help in the same game parlay next segment. But i got to tell you about Forward Healthy Lifestyles because it showed me that getting older doesn't have to feel like you're actually older. Have less energy. Have less muscle. I want to have more muscle, more endurance, and I want to have less joint pain. That's the less that I want. So use their regenerative medicine therapies. Optimize your hormone hormone levels, including testosterone, and you won't regret it. Visit ForwardHealthyLifestyles.com for a free consultation. ForwardHealthyLifestyles.com for your free consultation. Need a member of KBN Nation? 800-990-3776. I read you a random game. And you pick it, and then I put my money on it. 800-990-3776. Ben, same game parlay, next.